Hey, welcome to Smart Growth Rocket, a place for side hustlers, up and comers, and founders with businesses of all shapes and sizes to start up and scale up so you can make a bigger impact and make your biggest ambitions a reality. All right, so today I'm very excited to share that we have Sanchari Sanrai with us. And Sanchari is the co-founder and CEO of Education Consultants Canada, aka ECC. Sanchari, it's so good to have you on the show today. Thank you, Francesca. It's good to be here with you today, too. So could you tell me a little bit about the story behind ECC? Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Education Consultants Canada, ECC. Firstly, I have to tell you what we do. We are a small business and we work, we are a small um, a business growing organically and we works towards uh, building bridges between the aspirations of students and helping them achieving their academic goal. So we kind of produce, uh, we provide strategic consulting, education plans, development for higher education abroad. And we work with uh, academic institutions of Canada, US, UK, Australia, New Zealand, and Singapore. So uh, this is what we do in a nutshell and how we started doing it. It's basically a social work turned into a business opportunity. So uh, the story behind this is when I had come in to Canada as uh, with my uh, residency, I immigrated here uh, 10 years ago and I, I would had difficulties in getting a job because I didn't have Canadian experience. And simultaneously, we were getting a lot of queries about how international uh, education application works here. And uh, as my uh, spouse and my partner and my business partner was also an international student back then, so that is when we thought, why not converting uh, this uh, social service into a business opportunity? Uh, but it was only after five years of persistence that we got our first contract. With wow. Our, yeah. Three to five years, I would say, was a gap where I got our first contract with, the, uh, uh, with our first university. And uh, it's a vicious circle, basically, then, because when you want to get a contract, you are, a, you are a newbie, mm -hmm. everybody, everybody would like, and, and it works on references, everybody would like to have a reference, and what is your background, what have you done, <laughs> but when you're starting off, there's no reference. Uh, oh, goodness. But, yes, but again, uh, I would say this is a... Uh, fortunate enough, fortunately, fortunate, we are fortunate enough that we got uh, our international recruiter of a university who uh, had that kind of faith in us and uh, who uh, gave our first ever contract. And that one contract led us to 55 to 60 plus colleges and universities across that we are working with. That's amazing. Yes. Yeah, so, uh. <laughs> and you know, it's such a, I love that. It's such, it's such a great story of persistence and uh, just continuing to keep on no matter how tough it can be. And, you know, what, what you mentioned actually about it kind of becomes a vicious cycle when you're a newbie. That reminds me so much of, well, so many things. I can imagine there are so many people, whether it's entrepreneurship or even, um, or somebody who maybe applies to, to jobs or who's trying to apply to a job, a lot of the time we find that you need experience to get experience, but how do you get experience without the <laughs> yes. experience in the first place? And then you're yes. in that cycle of, okay, how do I get the experience to get experience yes. so that I can show you I have experience? 
ഓപ്പർച്യൂണിറ്റി to uh, new international students come and work with us as interns and collect that experience from us and if you find them uh, you know if we find them uh, they are they are uh, they are liking the job and if they are it, it is a two way traffic they also have to like the profile they are in and then we eventually uh, absorb them in the in the company right so right if, yes in that way we have uh, Uh, we have had six to seven of the interns who have worked with us over a period of time and almost four or five of them are working with us right now that's very cool i i i really i really appreciate that could you tell me a little bit about the key values behind ecc uh, if i have to you know if i have to put it in uh, like the ethics and values and vision and mission that that would be definitely uh, you know there are words like integrity trust commitment quality loyalty priority all of it but if we have to look at it from a day to day perspective i think what we are what we are trying to imbibe uh, as a culture is um is sincerity is authenticity and uh, basically diversity so uh, what happens is when we we are handling international students you know even when we talk about what we do in terms of our uh, services we say okay we help an international student get into a college or a university here but personally we wanted to set up a value where we say our job or our uh, our effort starts once the student has got admitted in a college or a university because that's it is not the end it's the beginning once the student come here because a student in national student is leaving his or her comfort zone his or her country and trying to make canada as their new home and they are they are young they are at times they have no clue where they are going to so we are trying to build a a relationship from there saying that okay so our counselors are into, are once international students so they are the best one to be to speak to them so okay i've been there done that so i can guide you so it starts there and from there if they want any kind of uh, connection in terms of to be in their community so we because we have had uh, you know students almost uh, 15000 to 20000 students placed over a period of uh, last 10 years so we have that kind of 
community available and say, okay, if you want a place to stay, an accommodation, food, connecting to your community, uh, these are the these these are your. So we have a what we have a group in uh, in social media in WhatsApp where they can connect with their own community uh, who were once international students or who are currently studying here. So they they are also uh, their mental health is also taken care of to some extent in a way. Their parents or their relatives back home also know, okay, she or he is not alone here. There is a community there who's looking out for, for them. That's one. Second is if they need any kind of mentoring, uh, we have that opportunity. So, and eventually, if they have, once they finish their studies, they would they would like to uh, file their work permit, eventually their residency. So we have, uh, uh, I, I myself, uh, I'm an RCIC, uh, so where I can, uh, I'm a licensed consultant to have their visas done, have their residency done. So it's just not, it just doesn't stop at getting an offer letter or getting them uh, getting them and helping them to uh, study here it's just the beginning we it's a long term relationship and additionally we also let them know that if you while studying and if it is related to your to what you study if we can help you with internship we can help you help you with internship in our own uh, organization and as i said eventually if there are uh, if they think that this is a good fit and they would like to continue in our company, we we are more than glad to accept them and join them as uh, as starters in our company. So basically, we are also giving them a platform to start their uh, their uh, working experience. Right. So, right. Yeah. So in a way, we're trying to groom them uh, to be future ready. You can say. That's excellent. You know, it sounds like you have a really integrative approach, really comprehensive and supporting them in as many ways as possible, which I mean, that's fantastic, right? Especially for someone who's new to the the country. It really helps to know that you have people on your side that you can turn to. So that's great. So uh, what I was curious about is you primarily work with those who are coming to Canada. Is that correct? Yes. Who are interested in Canada. Yes, who are interested in coming to Canada. So I guess uh, I'm curious, and maybe some of our audience members are curious too, what is it about Canada that draws people in? Or why do international students think, okay, Canada, this is where I need to be or want to be? Diversity. In one word, if I have to tell you, it's diversity. It's the inclusive nature of Canada uh, that makes uh, that. So basically, if you are, uh, for example, if I have to give you, um, like because of the pandemic, the borders were closed and they have to study online. So we have a we thought there would be less interest because people have to study uh, at home, but the interest grew tenfold, and the wow. reason. Yeah, the, and and there are still interested students to come and study here, and the reason being is, um, and they and they are deferring their uh, semesters and waiting to come and physically come to Canada and study. And there are students, despite the pandemic, they have once the borders open, they have, and it's a it's a little it's it's a bit more struggle. There is a struggle for international students and it becomes a little more when it is, when you're coming during a, a lockdown pandemic kind of a situation. So, but they are uh, ready to take that uh, step is because they say, if according to them, if I have to quote and quote, like we get to meet 
students from all over the world so we are we we sit with them we understand their culture we uh, so where the if you are stuck come to studying global business management um, the practical knowledge of understanding global business from other students who are coming from other other parts of the world makes it much more easier and i think the canadian uh, uh, part of studies lot of practical knowledge over theoretical knowledge so that is one of the a key a uh, drive for students to come and study in canada that's again if i have to uh, you know if i have to uh, summarize it it would be the practical practical approach to the education the the uh, the uh, diversity the students get to interact with lot of more uh, students from other part of the world and also the inclusive nature Right. of the country. Right. Speaking of the pandemic, how did you find that things changed for your business during the pandemic and how did you pivot to meet those changes? Oh, well, <laughs> they definitely <laughs> <laughs> it it was it was a huge uh, impact i i'm sure it, it was um, a huge impact in every businesses everybody uh, has got impacted in some way uh, but yes the the pivoting is the way that worked and that was a that was a learning lesson also to all of us so what we have done is we have uh, uh we for once started we started doing virtual education fair so uh, instead of one on one education fair to understand we had just uh, hosted our uh, second we started from the pandemic since last year and this is this was our second pan, uh, second uh, virtual education fair that has happened with uh, where 65 countries participated wow. with uh, a two and a half days of non-stop uh, interaction with uh, 26 uh, educational institutions and uh, we have around 5000 participation from all these countries so uh, this so wow. so the shows that the interest the interest to study in canada has not decreased it has increased and uh, uh, yes so this was one way of pivoting where they are where you get where the students sitting in um, Greece or sitting in Spain or sitting in uh, Pakistan had the uh, opportunity to interact with a medic uh, sorry a recruitment a specialist here in one of the educational institutions of Canada so this was one on one interaction that we had uh, which we just hosted so uh, what we are also uh, we have also pivoted to hybrid uh, kind of uh, expansion where it's just not counseling students uh, over the phone or uh, one to one interaction human interaction but also we are trying to get different online um, uh, chatbots online um, online uh, interaction where uh, they can learn more real time about different programs about the semesters etc so uh, but we would definitely like to keep the counseling a vital part because there's still uh, uh, in lot of especially in, in the country where i belong from india where the only not, not only the student who would like to know about what they are studying but also their parents so uh, maybe uh, the parents would prefer somebody to talk to them somebody should speak to them instead of just getting uh, getting into an online uh, media and get information but again the uh, the generation z or the millennials prefer online interaction so we are trying to make 
a, a platform where it is user friendly to both the kind both the clients that we have to cater to and then uh, thirdly we have pivoted into um, a different uh, we have ex we are trying to make ecc as a one stop shop which i just spoke in the beginning saying that the students just not uh, we just not counsel or help students in terms of getting admission done in colleges and universities, but it's just an extension of all the services that we provide, uh, their immigration related uh, advices, or they're helping them in internship, or uh, connecting them to the community, even with accommodation, opening banking accounts, um, helping them with a uh, with a phone card. So Wow, this, it's a little yeah. bit of everything. Yes, so that's exactly what we are trying to do, make ECC as one-stop shop. We are on a, on our way to achieving that. But uh, yes, this is this is how, this is how, these were the learning lessons from, from last one year. We, these were our uh, milestones over the, over the years, but we are accelerating it, uh, considering the requirement now and considering the demand of it from students and uh, uh, and and the um, basically the international student space. Awesome. Okay, that sounds really cool. So what would you say would be a top business tip that you could give us? Uh, well, in personally, personally, through my experience, I would say uh, resilience and persistence. As I said, our first uh, uh, as our first contract took three to five years our, uh, to set up, we had uh, started uh, from our uh, home-based office to a uh, 3,000 square feet office currently with, uh, with one team member to 15 team members just in Canada. And then we have offices in uh, Vietnam, India, and Philippines. So uh, this was just not within a year or two years or three years so i think at times it feels that you know nothing is working out everything seems uh, just um, you know just going uh, haywire but i guess there is also some kind of um uh, there is madness but there is some kind of uh, <laughs> uh, discipline to that madness too uh, which eventually now when uh, we look back we realized yes now we understand why it at that point of time it looks like nothing is working out and it's not going anywhere but yes it it, it every day every step takes you somewhere so um i would say persistency i would say um resiliency is also definitely what keeps you going and just just keep going you know at times it may sh you may think that nothing is what it seems but every contribution that you make every day definitely plays a role on a on you know on a longer run in a longer run so um, yeah these are the two two uh, learnings that i have learned and uh, with this learning there had been uh, being woman of color and being i would I, I would say i have uh, uh, i'm very uh, fortunate to get a lot of support and when you go out there, there are so many uh, uh, opportunities or maybe we have 
VR, being an entrepreneur at a very right time. There are, if you mm-hmm. talk about financial institutions, there are women entrepreneurs, there are, uh, there are, uh, there are women entrepreneurs who are amazing mentors who are ready to give their expertise, who are ready to give, share their experiences. So over a period, at least for the last two, three years, I have come across uh, and have heard and have been a part of uh, so many amazing workshop conferences and uh, and so and had been fortunate enough to meet so many incredible women and who are doing such amazing work and the best part is they there is that kind of entrepreneur woman entrepreneur tribe who you just have to reach out and they're going to support you in in their own unique way Right, right. It wasn't always like this, but I, I love that, you know, we're, we're finally at that time where we're, yes. it's starting to become more yes. uh, inclusive and diverse and there you can find your tribe of, of other uh, female entrepreneurs to kind of push each other, encourage each yes. other. That's yes. great. Yes. <laughs> yes. We are in a very uh, um, uh, amazing uh, you know, entrepreneurial business uh, phase that, and there are so many different startup grants for women. There are so many, uh, uh, the the government itself are promoting uh, such amazing features for a woman who wants to start their businesses in different, different perspectives. So uh, if you, it's all a world out there. If you want to, if you're really serious about starting on their own, on your own, it's, it's a, it's a beautiful place to be right now. Excellent. And as a mentor, speaking of which, speaking of mentorship, um, as a mentor and early stage business owner, what challenges have you faced and what are some of your learnings that you've taken away from this? Basically, the whole journey at times becomes a little lonely uh, as a business uh, owner or an entrepreneur because uh, you have your own, you are actually competing with yourself. So you have your own goals to set, you have your own own achievements, own milestones. Uh, So and even when you are trying to achieve and you are achieving you still feel feel you're not doing enough so you kind of go into that vicious circle of uh, um, you know uh, am I doing enough if I'm not doing enough then you go back and give inputs and you try to do more and then how much ever you do it you feel it's not good enough so that's that's that becomes a little dark place to go to but then again <laughs> then again um, uh, you know those little milestones are which I for me personally which pulls me back is when uh, my team performs because at the end of it as leader my performance is my team's performance so when I see uh, just to add to this fact that I have a team of 95 percent who are women and who are women and who are international students. So apart from my partner and and our company's founder, uh, everybody is woman in the team. We had just recruited one uh, one, one guy who has just joined it. Otherwise it's an all woman team. And those women are international students who had graduated and started with our uh, company. And right now, they they have worked and they are filing their residency so they are in that part of growth so when you see them growing you feel uh, okay uh, you know it is i you know i am also going somewhere and i'm also this this is my performance bonus you can say so uh, <laughs> <laughs> so when you actually see the this the team growing so yes uh, 
at times personally you feel you're not growing but when you see the team growing with you it kind of give you that kind of gratitude that kind of satisfaction okay uh, we are going somewhere otherwise uh, in your mind at, at it happens that you feel stagnated you feel nothing is going anywhere I can understand that. I've been in that pit of despair myself <laughs> at times. It happens more often than I'd like where I just feel like I'm going, I'm going, but nothing is yeah, enough nothing. and yes. you know, sometimes you have these great great days and you feel like you're on top of the world and all of a sudden yes. the day after it's whew, right down to the bottom again. <laughs> yes, yes. It's a roller yes. coaster. Yes, um, that's part of the fun of it maybe. Yes, so, absolutely. It's part of the fun. And and it's only uh, uh, and i eventually this this has also been my learning over being a being an entrepreneur that unless you give back in any form mm-hmm. you give back to the community you give back to the team you give back to any any form unless you give back you would not get that gratification that satisfaction how much ever personally you shine you know there there is there's still that regret of no this is not enough so i think i have Uh, at times i find my peace there and my satisfaction and my uh, gratification there and i when i can give back in some form even if it may not be it may not be big it can be a very in very small little form but that's way i find my peace and my uh, way to keep going Definitely, definitely. Um, makes sense. So if anyone wants to check out a little bit more and learn a little bit more about Sanchari's company, well, the, the company that she co-founded, Education Consultants Canada, they can certainly check out eccanada.com. That's eccanada.com. Yes, eccanada.com. Thanks for listening to the Smart Growth Rocket Podcast. If you like what we do and want to keep discovering the secrets of successful entrepreneurs like yourself, keep tuning in and subscribe to the Smart Growth Rocket newsletter, where you'll get a daily dose of inspiration and proven strategies from successful side hustlers, entrepreneurs, and CEOs to help you produce, promote, and profit from your business. Subscribe to this daily newsletter to get new entrepreneurship tips, CEO factoids, or business growth strategies right in your inbox. That's www.smartgrowthrocket.com. Again, that's www.smartgrowthrocket, that's R-O-C-K-E-T.com. Thanks. See you next time.